I'm going to give you the word of the Lord. And as God does, sometimes he speaks things to us. And then as time goes on, he begins to expound upon them and expand them to us. And so that's where we're going to go tonight. And this is what the Lord spoke to the church individually and collectively. This is what he said, simply these words. Stop illicit relationships and press into the kingdom. Stop illicit relationships and press into the kingdom. The book of Ezekiel chapter 16 I'll just read a couple of verses and then let you be seated. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations. And say, thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite and thy mother a Hittite. And as for thy nativity in the day thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou wast not salted at all nor swaddled at all. None I pity thee to do any of these unto thee to have compassion upon thee, but thou wast cast out in an open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted, watch this, in thine own blood. I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Live, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. You can be seated. Adultery has become a very commonplace thing. Movie stars, entertainers, sports stars, political leaders, even religious leaders have had full-blown and very public adulterous affairs. Maybe tonight I could spend a little time there, but I'm not going to do that because my word to you from the Lord has more to do with your relationship with God and with the world tonight. As God begins to deal with Israel, Ezekiel details the spiritual adultery, the utter unfaithfulness of the Jewish people. He talks about the infidelity that they practiced in their lives in light of God's mercy and His provision and His love for them. 
I want to tell somebody tonight that when you were lying in your own ways, the Bible said they were lying in their own blood at their birth. God said, when nobody else cared, I cared. When nobody else lifted you up, I lifted you up. When it didn't matter to the rest of the world what happened to you or what direction you went, I loved you enough that I reached down to where you were, picked you up, cleaned you up, and set you, come on somebody, set you in the right direction. Come on, when nobody loved you, when nobody cared for you, I loved you. I loved you. Come on. I loved you. He loves you tonight. If you feel unloved by the world, let me tell you somebody that loves you. Jesus loves you tonight. He said, I... I loved you enough to go further than anybody else would. But I've come tonight with a word from the Lord, again, individually and collectively tonight, to tell you that God is not tolerant of spiritual adultery. He uncovers the infidelity of his people. And I need to tell you that he demands severe discipline be administered. Now just stay with me. I may hurt you for a few minutes, but I'll help you by the time we get finished. The love of God's life, that's you. One writer said, you're the apple of his eye. The love of God's life will not be allowed to be unfaithful to him and continue in their sinful ways. He is a God of justice. He is a God of righteousness. He is a God of mercy. And he is a God of grace. And I tell you tonight that God sent me here on this Sunday night because He is positioning the First Pentecostal Church of Anderson for a mighty move of His Spirit. But He sent me here to tell you it's time that we break off some relationships uh, with some things uh, and with some people. Uh, come on. Uh, and with some habits. Uh, and with some desires uh, that are not godly. Uh, and God said, uh, if we'll begin to break off those illicit relationships, uh, he is about to allow us uh, to press into his kingdom. Uh, you can be seated. Pastor shared this with us the other night, and I want to share it with you as well. The definition of illicit. 
simply means forbidden. Not tolerated. Not allowed. Forbidden. By law, rules, or custom. Amen. Hear me when I tell you that God forbids us to have relationships with things that are contrary to his word, to his will, and to his custom. Come on, I'm just old-fashioned here. If you were looking for somebody to pat you on the head and rub your belly, you're in the wrong place right now. I've come to tell somebody God is trying to move us into the place that he can do a great work in our lives. But there's some things that we've got to break free from. We've got to be willing to walk away from. We've got, come on, somebody. We've got to be willing to say that doesn't mean as much to me as my relationship with God. That's not as important to me as my love for God and His love for me. As I begin to, in my mind, begin to think about this church, God uses Jerusalem here in Ezekiel as a picture of all of his people. He talks about their heritage. He talks about where they came from. Amorites, Hittites. Watch this now. At the Amorites at their height ruled an area from Syria to Babylon. An immoral people who worship Baal and Asherah. Other nations referred to them as beasts. The Hittites ruled a vast kingdom in Asia Minor that spread from modern Turkey eastward to Iraq. They worshipped a thousand false gods and goddesses. And God tells Jerusalem, that's where you came from. Don't you think that you're so high and mighty that you can direct and do anything that you want to do anytime you want to do it? Listen, we're sitting in this place tonight, blood bought. Come on now. Filled with His Spirit. Called by His name. But make no mistake. That doesn't buy anything with God if you're in an illicit relationship with something else or somebody else. Everything about your life needs to be tied to your relationship with God. Not what pleases me, not what pleases men, but what pleases God in my life. It is a curse of this generation that we spend a better part of our time trying to do what feels good to us. God says, you're not any better than anyone else. 
God reminds Israel, I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. You were an abandoned, unwanted child. Nobody cared about you. I, your God, your bridegroom, the lover of your soul, when nobody else cared if you ever got up again, when nobody else cared if you ever got off those drugs, when nobody else ever cared if you ever got off that booze, come on. When nobody else cared if you ever walked out of sin, I was the God that loved you enough to come. Listen, you didn't find God, he found you. No, come on girls, you help me over here. I said, you didn't find God, he found you. You were in a pit, you were lost. You didn't have any direction. You didn't have any hope. But God reached down to where you were. God, when nobody else cares, He cares. Watch this. I read it to you. I'm going to try to hurry. But i got to get this off my chest. I'm convinced today that God wants to speak to this church. He said, he said, on the day you were born, your cord wasn't cut. Nor were you washed with water to make you clean. Nor were you rubbed with salt. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I am convinced that somebody here right now, God is trying to speak to you. God is trying to help you. God is trying to make you understand you were without help. No one looked on you with pity. No one looked on you with compassion enough to do any of those things for you. But you were thrown out. Come on, do I have any outcasts here? He said, you were thrown out into an open field the day you were born and you were despised. Their death as a nation, birth rather as a nation, came while they were in captivity in another nation. Does that sound familiar? Come on. Jesus talked about spiritual parentage. Watch this now. It's going to get heavy here for just a minute. I told you I'll help you by the time we get out of here. But listen, in John chapter 8 and verse 42... Watch what Jesus says. He's in a conversation with some folks that are trying to somehow convince him that their, their uh, heritage or their lineage is from Abraham. Our father 
is Abraham, they said. And then they went farther to say, our father is God. But watch what he says. Now, this isn't just some lowly disciple talking here. This is Jesus speaking to those that thought of themselves more highly than they ought. Listen to what he says to them. The scripture tells us, look at it. Verse 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you'd love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Next, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of... Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He said, you want me to know, you want me to let you know how I know where you come from? You won't hear my word, but you'll do the work and follow the words of the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. Let me just step out here and tell somebody whatever the devil's been whispering in your ear, whatever he's been telling you, whatever direction he's been trying to give you, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. He can't tell the truth standing on a stack of Bibles. I'm telling you, your sons will be saved. Your daughters will be saved. Your mother will come to God. Come on. Your body will be healed. Your mind will be set free. I don't care what the devil says. He's a liar. Come on, I'm feeling a little Holy Ghost help here right now. Somebody needs to stand your feet right now and tell the devil, you're a liar. I am going to be victorious. I am going to get my help. I am going to find my strength. I will win. Come on, you need to tell hell right now, you're a liar. And God is true. Come on, somebody needs to really believe it right now. I'm telling you, you need to take spiritual authority right now in the Holy Ghost. Let the devil know you've been exposed. You've been lying to me all the time. You've been telling me things that aren't so. You can be seated. Let me hurry. He said, you belong to your father, the devil. You want to, you're more interested in carrying out his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to truth because there's no truth in him.
And then God says, let me remind you of something else. He said, I passed by you, kicking in your own blood. He said, I passed by you, and you are going to drown in your own blood. You are going to die in your own circumstances. Come on, somebody. You were there. You've been there. You were there and you found yourself. There are days when you thought to yourself, I don't know if life is worth living anymore. Maybe a 38 would do the job. Maybe just one more needle in my arm with a little extra. Come on, you know where I'm at right now. I'm not trying to sow any bad seed. I'm trying to tell somebody, God said when I came along, you were just rolling around in your own blood. You were just rolling around in your own circumstances. When I found you, I'm going to tell you your only hope was me. And it hasn't changed in 2020. Your only hope is in Jesus. Watch this. God took compassion on them. He said, I'm going to let you live. He made them live. I said, he made them live. Brother Lang, they went from 75. Watch me here. They they went from 75 to when they walked out of Egypt. Egypt. 430 years later, there were over 2 million. Watch it now. They're living in the devil's camp. They're living in captivity. They're slaves to Pharaoh. But all the time, the Bible said, the more the enemy came against them, the more God multiplied them. I got a message for this church tonight. I got a message for the church world. It doesn't matter what hell's doing. It doesn't matter what the government's doing. It doesn't matter what COVID's doing. You hear me right now? It doesn't make any difference what they're doing because you see God's got a plan and his plan is the more they vex us, the more God's going to multiply it. Hey, I come to tell you, Pentecostals, get ready. Revival's coming. Harvest is on the way. God is about to do a mighty work in this hour. He's going to make us alive. He's going to make us live. You be seated. When Israel grown to the age for marriage, verse 8, God said, Now when I passed thee by thee, looked upon thee, behold, that time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee, covered thy nakedness. Yea, I sweared, swear unto thee, 
and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. <laughs> he said, in the time in your life when you felt like you were never going to be free. He said the time came along for love. He said, and I wrapped my skirt of protection around you. Watch this. This is what the writer in Ezekiel, or in Exodus rather, 19 and 4 said. God said to tell that Moses needed to tell the people, watch it. Watch Ezekiel, Exodus 19 and 4. You've seen what I did under the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. God said, when you couldn't find any way out of the pit, when you couldn't find any way out of the field, come on somebody, when you couldn't get out of your mess, I wrapped my arms of love. I came in and bear you. Watch this. You want to know what happens when a mama eagle bears her babies on eagle's wings? She keeps them from falling out of the nest. She bears them on her wings and gets them to where they're safe. Watch this. So they can live. So they can be eagles. Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody. God sent me by here on this Sunday night to tell somebody, don't be afraid. Don't fear. God's got you. He's going to come by and bear you on eagle's wings because he wants you to live. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can sit. I'm trying to hurry. It's so good, I can't let it go. God said, you're my treasured possession. I can't let anything happen to you. And so, I bathed you. I washed you. I put ointments on you. Anointed you. Come on, somebody. Anointed you. I best you. I dressed you. Watch. He didn't say just in linen. He said I dressed you in fine linen. Does that mean the best, Brother Lang? Is that what it means? I dressed you in fine linen. He said I didn't sell it short. I didn't give you second hand. I didn't go to Goodwill. If you shop at Goodwill, don't be offended. I, I didn't go to Goodwill. I didn't go to the Christian Center to get your clothes. I. I fixed you up and put you in the very best because I want you to know you may not mean much to the Egyptians, but you mean everything to me, and I want the very best for you. The story of an unwanted child. Watch, that advances to becoming queen. Israel, when God found us, 
We were unwanted. We were undesirable. We were unworthy. We didn't seek him. He found us. Watch. Don't take my word for it. Romans chapter 3 and verse 11. Quickly, I'll try to get through this. Romans chapter 3, verse 11. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Verse 12. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. The writer in Romans said, It's not anybody looking for God, but God's looking for somebody. I can tell you tonight on this Sunday night, if you walk through those doors tonight, you're not here by accident. You say, well, I just came because I wanted to be here. Oh, no, you didn't. You came because the hand of God directed you to be in this place tonight. I want to tell you something. The Lord of all glory is in this place. And guess what? He's came looking for you. He's came seeking for you. He wants to save you from yourself. He wants to save you from your circumstance. He wants to heal you from your ill. Come on, somebody. He wants to help you out of your pit. He's here looking for you right now. Thank God. Thank God. He did find us. And he lavished his love on us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Sister Katrinka, before we were ever worth saving, he died for us. Ah... I said before we were ever worth having. He said, I see somebody on West 53rd Street in Anderson, Indiana on Sunday night, July 5th, and I'll die for them because I don't want them to die. I want them to live. Come on. I'm telling you, you're not here by accident right now. God, send me to tell somebody, you're not going to die. You're going to live. Our sins were washed in His blood. We're given royal clothes, a robe of righteousness. We've been offered a crown of life. Think about that. When you didn't have anything. When the only thing you were worried about was your next fix. Your next drink. Come on, you're not going to help me, but I know I'm right. When, when, when all you were waiting on was that, that next illicit relationship. God said, wait just a minute. I got a plan for you. Come on now. I know you don't love me now, but when I show you my love, when I pour out my love on you, when I shower my love on you, you're going to love me because you're never, ever, ever, 
been loved like this before. But watch this. We received his blessings. The ultimate faithfulness of God. The ungrateful fickleness of his people. This is where we are. Hear me right now. The word fickle means to be unstable in affection and interest. His people claimed a relationship with him, but betrayed that relationship in an adulterous affair with pagan idols. And the Lord says to them, but you trusted in your beauty. You used your fame to become a prostitute. Who are you talking about, Bishop? I'm talking about Israel. I'm talking about Jerusalem. You hearing me right now? He said, he, you used who you were to become a prostitute. You lavished your favors on anyone who passed by. And your beauty became His. You took some of your garments and made gaudy high places where you carried on your prostitution. Such things should not happen, nor should they ever occur. Now watch this. He said you took your sons and your daughters, whom you bore to me, and sacrificed them as food to idols. I got to ask a question. What are you doing with your babies tonight? Who are you giving your babies to? Oh, Bishop, that's heavy on Sunday night. No, I'm telling you, God said it's time for illicit relationships to end. The most important thing that you can do for your babies is to bring them to the house of God and teach them the ways of God and tell them how much God loves them and tell them how much they need to love God. Watch. You need to watch. I, I really am trying to quit. Not quit, but hurry. He said, was your prostitution not enough? You had to bring your kids into it? You slaughtered my children. Sacrificed them to idols. Israel expanded her idolatry by raising pagan shrines. But watch this. They were so stupid. I'm sorry, I know that's an ugly word. Kids, don't say that word. They were so ignorant, they didn't even know how to be good prostitutes. A prostitute is supposed to get paid for what they do. But they paid. Right. Come on. 
Come on now. That's what some folk are doing in illicit relationship with the world, in illicit relationship with things. You're giving what belongs to God to something that doesn't deserve it, doesn't have it owed to them. You're prostituting what you have and giving it away to something that'll give you nothing in return. Is this all right, Brother Jordan? Just be encouraged. The pastor will be back Wednesday. God said, you think you're going to get by with that? You're the opposite of what a good prostitute's supposed to be. said, you give payment and nothing is given to you. I want to ask you something. What is it? That your illicit relationship has given you lately. What is it that your romance with the world has produced in your life lately? Can I give you a list of a few? Addictions, divorce, bitterness, anger. Come on, somebody. I know you, I know you don't want to help me right now. Come on, disillusionment with life, depression, fear, doubt. Come on, it's producing it all because it's illicit. It's not legal. It's, come on, it's not allowed. God said, you're my child. You can't be in a relationship with anybody else or anything else but me. It happened during the final Babylonian invasion of Judah, 586. God says, it's time to pay. Please hear me right now. Your illicit relationship is not going to benefit you. I know the devil has told you, oh, if you'll just do this or do that, you can have this or have that. I just got through telling you. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. Come on, somebody. I I don't care what he's telling you right now. If he's getting you to sow into an illicit relationship, whether it's physical, spiritual, material, whatever it is right now, the Lord said it's time to stop illicit relationship and it's time to press into my kingdom. So God says, time. It's time to judge. It's time. And so, this is what he tells them. He said, they'll burn down your houses. They'll inflict punishment on you in the sight of many women. I'll put a stop to your prostitution and you'll no longer pay your lovers. God's intention was not revenge, but a desire to restore relationship. I'm going to tell you, God don't want to hurt you tonight. Let me help somebody. God doesn't want to hurt you tonight, but He does want to restore relationship with you. 
He doesn't want anybody to die and go to hell. But He does want to save you and restore you and renew you and lift you up from where you are and take you out of what you're doing and bring Him back into relationship with Him. As a church leader tonight, and I am at the end. Not of being a church leader at the end of my sermon. You know, words get twisted these days. We become ungrateful for God's love. We become unbridled in our passion to live worldly lives. We remain unrepentant in spite of our conduct. We're demanding that God put up with our adulterous behavior. But God has turned away from adulterous people. He doesn't pour out His blessing in an overflowing manner. He just allows them to trickle in so that we might understand that our relationship with Him is damaged. He does it not because He selfishly wants to settle the score. He does it because He wants us to turn back to Him in repentance. I'm going to tell you if anybody's faithful in this world, God is faithful. Oh no, that ain't good enough. I said if anybody is faithful in this world, God is faithful. Come on. When you cheated on Him, when you turned your back on Him, when you neglected Him, He just kept on loving. He just kept on caring. Come on, He still cares tonight. Come on. It doesn't matter how far you stray from Him. He's coming after you. He said He'd leave the 90 and 9 and come and find you. Come on, somebody ought to thank Him because He's faithful. God promises. You'd be seated. Watch what he does. It's what he does. He said, I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and her daughters and of Samaria and her daughters and your fortunes along with them so that you may bear your disgrace and be ashamed of all you've done. In giving them comfort. You know what he was saying? He said you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Making the world feel comfortable. Where they are. How do I do that Bishop? You do it. 
by being in an illicit relationship with them, making them feel like they're not any different than you. I need somebody to help me right here. I am different from the world. I didn't say I was better than the world, but I am different from the world. I've been sought out, bought out, chosen, forgiven, loved. Come on, somebody. You're not like the world. He said, watch what I do. Your sisters, Sodom with her daughters and Samaria with her daughters will return to what they were before and you and your daughters will return to what you were before. You would not even mention your sister Sodom in the day of your pride before your wickedness was uncovered. Even so, you're now scorned by the daughters of Eden and all neighbors and daughters of the Philistines, all those around you who despise you. You will bear the consequences of your lewdness and your detestable practices, declares the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will deal with you as you deserve because you have despised my oath by breaking the covenant. Well, I don't have to do what that church does. I don't have to be what that church is. Listen to me right here. Spiritual pride in the midst of spiritual adultery is ludicrous. Well, they may have did that years ago, but I'm not going to do that now. I know I'm making up for a little bit tonight because I only preached about 25 minutes this morning. Watch this. Your illicit relationship has made you prideful. Spiritual pride is worse than any other kind of pride that you could have. But I hear the Lord saying tonight, as He will say to Israel, if you will just repent, if you will just turn back to me, if you will leave your illicit relationship and press into my kingdom, I will restore you. I will heal you. I will save you. I will set you free. But I cannot do that without your repentance. Just stand with me. God says tonight, I'm going to reaffirm my covenant with this people. As He did Israel in that day, He's going to reaffirm His covenant with this church. He said, I will establish my covenant with you and you will know that I am the Lord. Watch this. 
He said, I'm going to atone for your sin. Romans chapter 3 and verse 25. The Bible tells us that God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. So that blood that he picked you out of that was your own. His own blood, watch, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. He said, I'm going to send somebody that will shed some blood that will take care of any blood that you might still have hanging around in your life. <laughs> Ah, uh, you ready? I'm going to ask you one question, then I'm going to tell you how to press into the kingdom. Are you living in spiritual adultery tonight? I want you to close your eyes, lift your hands right now, and I want you to do a little searching. Come on, I want you to be honest right now. I want you to be honest with you, not with me, not with your wife, not with your husband, not with anybody, not with your mom and dad, not, not your brother, your sister. I want you to be honest with you right now. Is there anything in my life that is illicit? Is there anything in my life that would keep me from obtaining the promise of the covenant in my life? Okay, here we go. Here we go. If you want, if you want the covenant restored in you right now, I'm going to ask you to come and stand around the front of this church. I'm about to help you. We're going to pray together. Listen, I want you to look James chapter 4, verse 7. Ready? I want you to read, read that with me right now. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Show me the next one. Read it with me. Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. One more. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Watch. You ready? I'm just, look, I'm just telling you what the Lord told me to tell you if you're mad at somebody show me the next verse one more verse read it with me humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up now anybody here ever made a mistake in your life I won't tell you what the rest of y'all are. Watch this. You know how to fix a mistake? 
fix a mistake. Humble yourself. Admit that you're wrong. Admit that you've been in an illicit relationship. And come in the presence of God and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to lift me up. One more scripture, then we're going to pray. You ready? I told you I was going to show you what we needed to do to press. Here it is. God's going to speak to you right now in this place. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I want somebody right now to lift your hands to the Lord. But this is what the Bible said. I count myself not to have apprehended. Take that, devil. But this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind me, I press, I press, I press, I press, I press, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody just say I'm walking away from my illicit behavior and I'm gonna press into the kingdom of God. It was no Come on, press right now. Lift your hand. 